Welcome to the Joker to King podcast, your home for discussions on modern manhood and becoming the most peaceful, most powerful, and most passionate version of yourself. I am your host, Dr. Robert Dalen Brown, college professor, certified men's development coach, and author of the best-selling book, Joker to King. For more information on the podcast or to read show notes, you can simply visit jokertoking.com and join the steadily growing Joker to King community. And now, let's dive right in to the latest episode of the Joker to King podcast. Welcome, welcome, party people, to the latest episode of the Joker to King podcast. We have here another beautiful day in Southern California. This is awesome. In the Joker to King book, the title, the title of the Six of Clubs chapter is Be Clean and Don't Stink. And the chapter was all about grooming and taking care of your hygiene. On this podcast every week, I try to give you lessons that will help you grow and evolve in healthy ways. And this Six of Clubs lesson, Be Clean and Don't Stink, refers to your physical hygiene, but also your mental hygiene. That's right, being clean on your body and in your mind. So let's get started. I want to tell you a little bit of a story first, a story about cologne and the sense of smell. Um, Back in 1990, 32 years ago, on the morning of my high school graduation, my father taught me how to tie a necktie. And he stood close, helping me get the tie just right, and I could smell his cologne. He always wore the same brand, that original polo cologne in the classic green bottle. And he wore just enough cologne so that only those who moved in close enough could actually smell it. Now, my father was not around much during my childhood. And shortly after that time of my high school graduation, I bought myself a bottle of that polo cologne as my first real adult cologne. Fast forward 14 years later in the summer of 2004, my grandfather passed away. Now, as the oldest grandson, my grandmother allowed me time to look through my grandfather's clothes, neckties, jewelry. And then I saw his cologne, my grandfather's cologne, a small bottle of Paco Rabanne with maybe a quarter containers worth of cologne left behind. Now, my grandfather's death hit me hard. It was the first death from cancer of someone so close to me. And we all watched as the cancer slowly attacked his body, his mind, his spirit. I was silently praying that he would at least hang on long enough to see the birth of my first child. But he missed that birth by about 10 weeks. Now, one day, shortly after I brought home the bottle of my grandfather's cologne, I sprayed a little bit on before going to work. Then I did it again the next day and the day after that, day after day, I wore my grandfather's cologne a little bit at a time. Now, I I thought about my grandfather constantly that year, and after the cologne was all gone, I couldn't throw the bottle away. I couldn't bring myself to get rid of the bottle. Even today, that empty bottle sits in my bathroom. 
Fast forward four years later, June of 2008, my stepfather, Reggie, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Throughout that entire summer, the family watched him deteriorate rather quickly. And in the middle of September that year, 2008, he passed away. His death hit the hit the entire family pretty hard because that tumor seemed to come out of nowhere. He was a former NFL defensive lineman for the New Orleans Saints, and he kept himself in excellent shape throughout his whole life. And after Reggie passed away, my mother allowed me to search through a few of his belongings, and I saw a bottle of his cologne. He had a few brands of cologne, but there was this bottle of Mont Blanc that was almost full. After his death, I wore a couple spritzes of his cologne each day, just enough for me to recognize the scent as I moved throughout my work day. And I soon realized that it would all disappear if I kept wearing it every day. So I started wearing it every other day and then sometimes only a couple days a week. And then sometimes on special occasions only. And until I inevitably stopped wearing it all together for fear of it disappearing, like my grandfather's cologne disappeared four years earlier. And right now, that bottle of Mont Blanc is resting in my bathroom cabinet right next to my grandfather's bottle of Paco Rabanne and right next to that bottle of Polo Cologne that my father used to wear. And these three cologne bottles are my remembrances of the most significant men in my early life. Over the past few years, I've been trying to find my own signature scent for the sake of my own children. Some psychologists say that smell is the sense more strongly tied to memory than any other sense. And I sometimes think about leaving my kids with their own ways of remembering me years after I'm gone. So what does this story mean? What's the lesson here? Uh, there, there are going to be two lessons here. The first is all about grooming the body for physical hygiene. The second is all about grooming the mind for good mental hygiene. So let's, let's get started. Part one, physical hygiene. Now, physical hygiene. Back in the day, many decades ago, the rules for men's physical hygiene were simple. Be clean, don't stink. You showered and you shaved. You brushed your teeth, you brushed your hair. And that was the extent of your grooming routine. Done and done. And back in the day, if you were feeling, I don't know, extra randy before going out, you splashed on some aqua velva or some brute or some old spice or English leather. Today, things feel like they have changed. These days, when it comes to grooming, men are overloaded with options. Tons of lotions and beard oils and shaving creams and conditioners and shampoos and shower gels and body sprays. And then there are those weird products like pheromone deodorant and bacon scented shaving cream and guy liner. Some, some people believe that an abundance of options is a good thing because more options means more choice. However, the, the truth is that overloading the market with an enormous number of grooming products actually benefits the companies more than the customers. I mean, think about it. If, if you want to take a shower and there's 27 types of body wash on the shelf, how do you choose when they really all do the same thing, right? Companies 
bank on the idea that their advertisements will make you choose their products. And outside of advertisements and marketing, when it, when it comes to grooming, most young men take their cues from other people. And that's not necessarily the ideal approach. Most of the time using other people to develop your own grooming style only goes so far because hygiene is such a personal thing. What works for someone else may not necessarily work for you. For example, all the men in your family might wear Old Spice cologne, but for some reason when you put on Old Spice, it smells like you sprinkled nutmeg on a pair of sweaty gym socks. Right? I'm going to explain to you a different breakdown on grooming that you may not have heard before, so pay attention. Right. The old wills, the old wisdom still remains. Be clean. Don't stink. It's just that now be clean and don't stink. Means something different for your preferences and circumstances. Right. Be clean. For a businessman with severe dandruff means something different than being clean for a landscaper who gets sunburned in the, in the sun easily. Right. For a dentist, don't stink means something completely different when it comes to halitosis, right? So instead of wasting time trying to try out different grooming products on, on, on hoping to discover what works best for other people, the best idea is actually to use your workplace, right? Forget about dates, forget about going out with other people and figuring out what works for your hygiene and cologne and all that. When it comes to grooming, try using your job. And let me explain why you actually spend more time at work than you do going out on dates. If you think about it. So it'll actually be quicker to find a style that suits you. Right. Besides you have to get comfortable by yourself before you can feel comfortable in the company of going out with other people. Right. So the idea is to find specific colognes or products that enhance your workplace style and later, when it comes to socializing after work, your grooming style is probably going to be an extension of what you do at work. And you adjust every now and then, depending on the circumstance. Right. Um, I, I think every man should have a signature scent. And when it comes to cologne, go ahead and visit the local store, spend some time sniffing stuff, reading labels, go visit the mall, talk with a salesperson about the different types of cologne and how to choose one that's right for you. And uh, because people have different natural body odors, you have to experiment with a variety of clones to find your signature scent. Right. So anyway, that's part one, physical hygiene and cologne and, and finding your signature scent. And a lot of the same strategies and ideas apply to mental hygiene as well. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time here on mental hygiene because I'm going to go more in depth on mental hygiene when we get to that eight of spades lesson. But I will let you get a taste here, an overview. Now, part of taking care of your hygiene is being clean and germ free and trying not to unnecessarily offend other people with your body odor. Right. You you wash yourself daily. You wear deodorant. You might even spray something good on your body in case others get close enough to you. The same is true for your mental hygiene. 
right? If you wash your body every day and look in the mirror to check yourself out, the same should be true of your mental hygiene. You rinse your mind every day and look in your mental mirror to assess your thoughts and check yourself out, right? With your physical hygiene, you want to be yourself and be true to your natural body odor. And at the same time, you don't want to be offensive. The same is true for your mental hygiene. You want to be yourself and be true to your natural way of being. And at the same time, you don't want to be offensive for the sake of being offensive. It all starts with self-awareness. You really need to know yourself. You need to know who you are and what you believe in. And, and just as important, you need to know your own triggers, right? What types of things usually set you off? What types of things get you out of your healthy way of interacting and make you angry and pissed off and offensive to be around? Know what your own triggers are so that you can navigate them appropriately. Know what your buttons are. So when someone accidentally or intentionally pushes those buttons, you can act appropriately. Having good mental hygiene involves daily mental care. Mental care may look like meditation. It may look like walking or running around the block. It may look like spending time with people who inspire you. Right. If you're committed to a daily physical hygiene regimen. You should also commit to a daily mental hygiene regimen. Okay. All right, party people. That's it for this episode. Of Joker, the King six of clubs, be clean and don't stink physically and mentally. Now for the song of the week, the song of the week this week is easing in by Edwin Starr from the 1973 motion picture soundtrack hell up in harlem starring fred williamson easing in i hope you ease into your upcoming week take care of yourself and while you're at it also take care of someone else tune in next week and i'll see you on the next episode peace Easily Slick as a game